Good evening. Welcome to A Journey Through Into Awareness. I'm Dr. George Andow. I feel like Bozo the Clown because I just got my hair cut and I don't like it. Welcome, everyone. Having some fun tonight. We have a great guest. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, with, with our wonderful, my friend, Judy Miller, who we are co-hosts of this incredible show. And we want to thank you for joining us. Those of you that join us every week, we want to thank you so much. And we hope that everything that we bring to you is a takeaway that you can use going forward in your life, find nourishing and heartfelt, not just information. So we want to thank you always for being with us. And I'm going to um, say hello to our guest. But first, Judy's going to say an awful lot about her. Yes, I am. But first, I'm going to say, Georgianne, I love your hair. You're always gorgeous. <laughs> and that's because you love me, Judy. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. But I'm so excited about our guest here today. So Deborah Poneman is the founder and CEO of Yes to Success. Her workshops, keynotes, and online events have transformed the lives of hundreds of thousands of people around the world. Her clients have used her formula to become mega successful entrepreneurs, renowned transformational leaders, New York Times best-selling authors, millionaires and billionaires. Yes, billionaires, even household names. She's often called the mentor to the mentors. Yet Deborah feels her greatest accomplishment is not just that she's helped so many people live their dreams, but she has shown them the truth of their own power and how to make their greatest contribution to the world that works for everyone. So I actually met Deborah about five years ago, and I've actually gone through her Yes to Success program at least three times, and I've also done her Ageless program. I am always amazed at the depth of her knowledge, and I just want to warn listeners right off the bat that our time together will only scratch the surface of the information that this amazing woman has to share. And what touches me most about Deborah is her big open heart. Deborah does everything with love. She was the one that actually encouraged me to write my book perfect, and she was always there for me. And I am so honored to call her my friend and my mentor. And Dr. George Ann and I are so excited to share Deborah with all of our listeners. So welcome to Journey Through to Awareness, Deborah. I am so excited to be here, and I am so happy that you listened to my encouragement to write your book, Perfect, because it's such a phenomenal book and really yeah. has contributed to so many lives. It really is. Thank you so much, Deborah. That's so yeah. nice of you to say. So, Deborah, the name of your company is Yes to Success, but what does success mean to you? Oh, goodness. You know, people ask me that all the time. And that's why it's kind of confusing. You know, the name of my company is Yes to Success. And people think I'm going to start teaching them how to have a fancy car and a big house and, and you know, the corner office. And the truth about it is, is that you can have all those things and still totally not feel successful on the inside. And that's why I love what you're doing, Journey to Awareness, because it's success is an inside job. 
And I have seen people who have had all the material success that anybody would want, and they still feel like they're failures. They're still unfulfilled. They're still unhappy. I mean, to the extent that they, um, I mean, you look at somebody like a Kate Spade, may she rest in peace, worth $200 million. What did that do for her? So to me, success is loving yourself. Success is being able to look in the mirror and say, I really love that person that is looking back at me because when you have self-love, that is the basis to success, okay? And when you really love yourself, whether you have the corner office or you drive the top of the line Tesla or you're driving a little Prius like me, it doesn't matter because it absolutely has nothing to do with any of that. Success is all about loving yourself. That's right. So All of those things people look to do in the world to define themselves. And we live in a world that's like that. And I think all of us can remember what that might have been because we all started somewhere from that because we live in the world. We're not of the world, but we live in the world. And the world is all about that. And what you both said is just so beautiful. But, you know, Deborah and Georgian, as I look out into the world, there's so many people who don't love themselves. Yeah, so so how can we go about helping people to discover and to truly love themselves? Well, here's the deal. It's not just one thing. I mean, I, I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours. But I just want to go back to what I you asked me originally, like, what is success? And I'm going to tell you my story, because if I tell you my story, then you'll see how I happened upon self-love. Okay, is that okay? Yeah, that sounds great. great. Okay, so as um, Judy knows, and, and I think Georgian knows, uh, I started meditating when I was 18. And when I was 19, I went to teacher training. I went be- to become a teacher of transcendental meditation. And um, when I came, when I became a teacher of TM, I taught a literally over a thousand people TM. And I really believed that inner silence, we need to create the inner silence first. If we think that we're going to create success without inner silence, it's like thinking you're going to build a building without a foundation. Okay. And I know that there are many wonderful techniques out there, but I also know that Anything that creates inner silence, you need that first, because if you don't, the building is going to crumble. You're not going to have the foundation. So what happened was I was teaching TM full time for the entire decade of the 70s. I was also an administrator at Maharishi International University in Fairfield, Iowa. And at the end of the decade of the 70s, yes, you could calculate how old I am. I became a, a TM teacher. I went to teacher training in 1971. I just squirted out of my mom and just went right off to teacher training. But... <laughs> Anyway, so I became a TM teacher. And at the end of the decade, I have a thought that woman does not live by mantra alone. And I actually needed to make some money. So I moved to LA. I was living in a meditation community. And that was when I went to an event where the person was talking about the law of attraction. This was 1980. And what the person was saying is that we are like tuning forks. And 
a tuning fork that's an A flat, an A sharp, or whatever it is, cannot can, cannot attract to it a B flat because it, like tuning forks only can attract like attracts like. And just like that, if we're always talking about how miserable we are, how we're never going to get out of debt, how we'll never find our soulmate, that's how we're vibrating. And that's the only thing that we can vibrate because everything is vibration. And what I realized was that I wanted to teach this knowledge because now I knew how to teach people how to create that inner silence. But now I found out that there was actually this body of knowledge that was taught by great masters like Napoleon Hill and Wallace Waddles and Florence Shin and Catherine Ponder. That was all about the outer things that you can do. Well, actually, inner too, like having gratitude, all the things we know, having gratitude, not being negative, giving thanks for whatever happens in your life. So I started my company back in 1980. And as you know, it, it, it spread like wildfire all over the world. I had reps teaching all over the world. And what I found was that when the one of the keys was following your heart's desire, Following your heart's desire, because a lot of times we know what we want in life. We know that we love music. We know that we love writing. We know that we love speaking. But then we have the discouragement committee that tells us all the reasons why, oh, we don't need another podcast. What are you thinking? I have a patient that calls it the bozos on the bus. The bozos (laughs) on the bus. I love her. She calls it the bozos on the bus. She'll call me and say, the bozos on the bus are going at it again. (laughs) But, you know, and it's not only the bozos on the bus inside your head, but I always tell people this, and this is a very important principle of success. When you have an idea that fills a need or answers a lack in society, whatever that is, you were given that idea by the creator because you are the one that's supposed to manifest it. I wasn't given the idea to to start a podcast like this. I was given the idea to start teaching success seminars. But what happens is, is that we often, when we have an idea, we tell people about it when it's a tiny seed that can easily be crushed, not only by inside our head, but the discouragement committee, you know, our mother, our partner, our friends, oh, no, that's not going to work. I have a friend who tried that. That's not going to work. Boom. Our idea is crushed before we have a time to, for it to be planted and become a strong plant. And then even if the discouragement committee tells you it won't work, it's not going to be crushed. And so what I tell people, the first thing that you have to do if you really want to love yourself is be true to your ideas, but keep them inside. I say the sacred and secret come from the same root. Your ideas are sacred. They should be kept secret until they're sufficiently manifested. So even if the discouragement committee shows up, you can drop on my ideas because I've already manifested them to the point that I know that this is going to work. So what, So the first thing is, if you want to love yourself, is keep your ideas secret. Don't tell the discouragement committee. Be Don't tell anybody. And the other thing is, don't wait until you think you're ready. 
because you'll never think you're ready because we live in a relative universe and there will always be loose ends. Oh, I'll do that when the kids are grown. Judy and I know that I'll do that when (laughs) um, I get the inheritance. I'll do that when I get the divorce. I'll do that when I get married. I'll do that when, when, when next thing we know we're on our deathbed and and when never came. So don't wait for everything to be perfectly in place. It's just not going to happen. What you need to do is we need to take our dreams and take a step from which there is no turning back. And when I had the idea to teach yes to success, my step from which there is no turning back is I went around and I put up posters. That was back in 1980, right? That's how we advertised. And when I put up my posters, yes to success, the discouragement committee showed up, but I already had the posters up. I already had taken a step from which there is no turning back. So um, I couldn't turn back. I had already rented the room. I already put up the posters. Take that step. Mm -hmm. And then um, because I didn't listen to the discouragement committee, I walked into that room at Santa Monica Public Library. And even though the discouragement committee said nobody's going to believe a crazy idea like your mind creates your reality. I walked in and there is standing room only. (laughs) So I listened to the voice, Mm -hmm. took a step from which there's no turning back. Mm -hmm. I didn't share it until it was significantly manifested Mm -hmm. and the rest is history. So, Deborah, before we take a break, I just wanted to ask you another quick question. You talked about listening to that inner voice or that whisper that guides us and to follow our passion. But how do we actually learn to trust that? So many of us doubt that inner voice that we hear. Well, the one thing that you could do, first of all, it's not that we doubt it. It's that we're scared that if we do follow it, that we're going to fail. We are programmed, right? Pre-programmed. We can we can we continue this when we get back because we have to take a break. And I'm so sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but before we get into it because it's so exciting, I don't want to cut you off again. So we'll be right back with Deborah Poneman. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. 
After innings, I discussed the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to A Journey Through and to Awareness. We're here tonight with Deborah Poneman. So, Deborah, thank you uh, again for being here. So, please continue what you were saying. Okay. I loved the, you know, I hate to say it, I love those commercials because, like Sam Leewitz and some of, the, some of my favorite people on the planet. It's so exciting. Anyway, um, so what I was saying is, When your intuition is speaking to you, you know it's your intuition. You just do. But you are afraid of failure. If people could just get two things. One is there's no such thing as failure. There's just different ways to not do a thing. You know, I've had failures, quote unquote failures. But if we know that everything is just leading us in the perfect direction as Byron Katie always says, you know, we just have to love what is, even if it looks like a failure. What I teach people to say is, thank you, God, because if you say thank you for even what looks like a mistake or a failure or or a block, the truth of it will reveal itself to you much more quickly because it opens up. There's an energetic opening, but it's like, oh, why did this happen to me? I can't believe it. I wanted to do this. And then then that happened. Then it closes us up. It contracts us. And then we don't see the glory and the silver lining and absolutely everything. The other thing is, When you have an intuition to do something, again, you don't wait until everything's perfectly in place, but also don't move slowly, move quickly. And I'll tell you why. When you move quickly towards your dream, if it's the wrong dream, you will know right away and you'll course correct, but you can't steer a parked car right? And if you're slow, well, I'll dip my toe into this. Maybe I'll try writing this book. Maybe I'll try. Judy, you know, you wrote your book. You took off like lightning when you started writing your book. Okay. And and you, you did. And then look what an incredible bestseller it was, right? If you did just dip your toe, you know, you could be doing something for a long time before you realize that you're going in the wrong direction. Course correct. You're already in, you know, in California, when you're driving from New England. So go quickly. All right. So that's the other thing. But one more thing. And that is, if this is your comfort zone, and this is where you're you're used to living, just do something a little bit outside your comfort zone. That's all. We're not asking you to do something mm-hmm. big, just a little bit. Of, then you'll see it wasn't even a big deal. 
But now your comfort mm-hmm. zone is this big. Mm-hmm. So then, you, well, huh, that wasn't mm-hmm. so bad. I'll try something my intuition is saying to do that's over here. So then you do that. Now your comfort zone is this big. And then your comfort zone is this big. And that's how you make progress in life. We're not telling you to leap and do something way up here. Just take those steps. Listen to your intuition. And um, and you'll find that it won't lead you astray. So, Deborah, you were talking about how everything is here to serve us and how everything is truly perfect. And on my journey, I was actually able to see that and experience that. Um, I know that you've had a similar experience as well. Could you share with our listeners your near-death experience and how you experienced the perfection of the universe? Oh, yes. Thank you for asking. One of my favorite experiences. So from the time I started teaching yes to success. So again, we're going back to 1980. I go to this seminar where I learn that there is a body of knowledge there. You can actually take these steps to create a successful life. I thought you know, just meditate and your life will be successful. Well, no, <laughs> you can meditate and you have the basis but then there's energetic things that you could do that I learned from um, these great masters. And one thing that everybody says, Napoleon Hill and Wallace, Waddles and Florence, Shin and Science of Mind, they all say your word is your wand and you can speak things into reality. And I always told people that and also visualize things. I remember when I was broke and I was driving a beat up old Chevy Bel Air that my aunt had left me, 10 year old Chevy Bel Air that when she died. But I went, I wanted a Mercedes. This is back in the 80s. So I went to the Mercedes dealer got a picture of this exact Mercedes that I wanted, put it up on my bulletin board, visualize myself in that Mercedes. Judy knows this. I swear to you, as I sit here, three years later, somebody gave me that exact Mercedes, gave it to me. But I, I you know, so I knew the, the power of our thoughts. I knew the power of our words. I taught it for decades. So this is 1980. Fast forward to 20. 14. And um, one day I'm at home and I am feeling a little bit sick. And whenever I get, I don't really get sick. Whenever I feel like something's coming on, I don't even name it. I know I'm getting a sore throat. No, I just take some golden seal, echinacea, a little zinc, some electrolytes, gone. So I did my routine. This was on a Monday. And um, I actually felt worse on Tuesday. I thought, well, that's unusual. I did it again. I felt worse on Wednesday. On Saturday, I'm lying in bed and thinking, I'm probably going to die here because I was sicker than I ever remember having been. I lived alone. I was divorced at the time and I'm lying in bed and I thought, okay, I'm going to die. And I did what any intelligent person would do. I called my favorite healer (laughs) and um, um, because he's a long distance healer. And I said, you have to help me. He says, I will help you, but you have to promise you you'll do exactly what I tell you to do. So I said, anything. He said, call 911 immediately. And I couldn't at that point. I was really fading. So he called 911. The paramedics came. They had to actually break down my door because I hit or break in because I couldn't stand up. And they asked me what hospital I wanted to go to. I said, Evanston. 
And they didn't have the 11 minutes to get me to Evanston Hospital. They had to take me to a hospital around the corner. They wheel me into the emergency room and the people in the emergency room start rushing around, putting in tubes in every orifice and monitors where the tubes couldn't go. And I started dying. Well, it turned out I I had what's called an acute sepsis, which is a bacteria in your blood. I had just gotten back from a developing country. You have about a 50% chance of living if you have an acute sepsis. I had two deadly bacteria in my blood. And so the odds did not look good. My blood pressure was like 52 over 28, which is not compatible with life. So I'm lying on the gurney and I start going to the other side. And while I start going to the other side, I notice that when my eyes are open, I could see everybody rushing around trying to to save my life. And when my eyes are closed, I could also see everybody rushing around and trying to save my life. But I also saw that everything that they were doing was guided by a divine light, that it wasn't their choice to hang an IV bag. It wasn't their choice to change a setting on a monitor. It was being guided by the divine. And I remember lying there thinking, oh, my goodness, when we say there are no mistakes in the universe, there are really no mistakes in the universe. And um, even one of the nurses actually fumbled an IV bag and dropped it on the gurney and everybody like shot her daggers with their eyes. But I saw that when she bent down to get the IV bag, she moved her head away from one of the monitors and somebody went, oh, my goodness, and went and made an adjustment that saved my life. Mm-hmm. And I saw how everything in creation just fits mm-hmm. together like cogs on a fine, mm-hmm. fine-tuned watch. And then it got even better. So I'm lying here thinking, okay, I want to live so I could tell everybody there really are no mistakes. And by then, my former husband, who is still my dear, dear friend, and actually I have to tell you, tomorrow, because it was on our would-be anniversary, it was actually on June 8th. So it was June 8th, exactly six years ago that this hair, exactly seven years ago that this happened. So happy anniversary. So anyway, what happened was he had arrived because the healer called him and told him where I was. And when he um, sat down, it did not look like I was going to live. And I looked over and I saw these tears rolling down his face. And so did the nurse. And the nurse went over to him and put her hand on his shoulder and said, don't worry, she's going to be fine. And what I saw was that when she said the words, she's going to be fine, I saw the words in that place between life and death, I saw the words come out of her mouth, accompanied by this pink sparkly light. It looked a lot like a My Little Pony rainbow, (laughs) but she said, she's going to be fine. And the words went out of her mouth and went into my body and gave strength to every every fiber of my being just gave, got strength from the words she's going to be fine and i'm like oh my goodness your word is your wand your words do create your reality and then i mean this this story is phenomenal the doctor walks in looks at the monitors sees what's going on and says get that blood pressure up or we're going to lose her in this really gruff voice. And when he said, we're going to lose her, I saw accompanying those words, this brown gray gunk. And it was a, and it was accompanied by a smell. It even smelled like a swamp. It went out of his mouth into my body, took all of my strength away. So I made a deal with God. 
I said, if you let me live, I will tell everybody the power of their words, even their power of the words to create life and death. And furthermore, then I could start, then I started seeing the thoughts. I saw somebody, one of the orderlies, I guess they're called, had the thought, boy, I wish she would just die so I could get home. I saw that thought and I saw how the thoughts were affecting me. So I, I said, okay, God, I will do your work on earth. I will tell everybody. And then I also made another, another promise. And I will never say anything bad about my children again. I will never <laughs> say he so this and she so that and she's a, and to this day, I mean, it's not like I'm perfect, but if I slip up, I put my hand on my heart mm-hmm. and I say, you're, you're aware. You, you have the you. awareness that you slip up. That's not, I have the awareness, but I say I'm about 97%. I do not say anything because I know mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. on that level mm-hmm. of creation. You also wanted to live. If someone's in that position and they don't want to live, that will expire them. I believe That's that right. with all my heart. I have and I said, but I said to God, I want yeah. to live. Yeah, Here's the deal. Live. Yeah, You let me live. I will do your work yeah. on earth. Okay. Very good. Interesting. <laughs> I love it. Okay. We'll be right back with uh, Deborah Poneman. We have to take a brief break. Thank you for joining us on a journey through into awareness. Journeying we are. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift educate and power. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. 
Welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness. If you're just joining us, we're, we're your hosts, Judy Miller and Dr. George Andow, and we're here with Deborah Poneman. So, Deborah, we warned our listeners that we're only scratching the surface of all this amazing information and knowledge that you have, but you're always continuously reinventing yourself, and I know that you're starting a course about aging. Can you tell us why you're doing that now and, and what motivated you to do that? Yes. And by the way, I just want to tell everybody, I have a diffuser going. So if you think somebody's smoking a hookah over there in my head, it's not. <laughs> what do you call these essential oils? You know, I just love having them going. And today, for some reason, they're it's blowing in this direction. It's like, what, is her house on fire? Anyway. <laughs> So I just wanted to point that out in case anybody's wondering what that smoke is. Um, All right. So and don't let me forget, I still want to talk about self-realization, but thank you for asking. So here's what happened for all of these years that I've taught Yes to Success. Okay, and I I teach Yes to Success um, around the world. I've been doing it since 1981 and I and I um, or 1980 and I teach. I teach goal setting and I teach um, uh, attitudes that create success and and I teach prosperity principles, you know, all of these things. And and um, but one of the things that I always taught was how to create a healthy physiology. Okay, because health is another basis. So spiritual awareness is a basis of success. Love, loving yourself is a basis of success, but also your body, the, your um, body is a temple, right? And if you treat it well, it will also be the basis to your success. If you abuse it, it will not. And what I was noticing, again, is that, you know, this expression, people spend their whole lives like ruining their health to be successful and, and you know, and they make all this money and then they spend all their money trying to get their health back. Well, what if, we could be successful and become healthier at the same time. And what happened was, was that people would say to me, you look so great. You guys know I'm going to be 70 in a few few months. And people say, there is no way that you are 70. And this is me. This is what I really look like. This is not, you know, Botox or anything with tox. I will not put in my face. Not that there's anything wrong if, it's, if, if that's the way you got it, want to go. But I, I'm scared of anything named tox. But, but people will ask me and I say, well, you know what? Maybe what I should do is I should teach a course on what I do to keep the temple of the body youthful and strong and vibrant. So I decided that I was going to uh, teach a course on anti-aging. So I contacted one of my friends who has been my friend for 50 years. We were actually students at Washington University in St. Louis together. She actually was one of the meditators when I was the president of the meditation club on campus in 1972. (laughs) And she would come. She was one of the meditators. She went on to Harvard and she became a researcher in anti-aging. As a matter of fact, the very first research on meditation and anti-aging that appeared in Newsweek magazine in 1990, that was her team's research. So 
um, she and I teamed up. And last year, for the first time, we taught this course called Ageless. And it was such a huge success because, again, we taught people how to turn back the hands of time, how to have a clear brain, how to have a strong body, how to have lustrous skin, how to have lustrous hair into your 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s and beyond. You know, a lot of people think, oh, but it's hereditary, you know, like Alzheimer's is hereditary. Guess what? It's not. Only 5% of Alzheimer's patients have one or the other parent that had Alzheimer's. The other 95%, it's lifestyle choices. So what we teach people are those lifestyle choices that you can make so that you can have a crystal clear brain. You don't have to have that. People say, oh, well, and you're sick. You start having memory loss. No, you don't. It's, it's a choice. Yeah, you do if you don't make the best lifestyle choices. So what we decided to do was to teach this course. And it is just overflowing with lifestyle choices that people can make. And um, I'd love to share some of them with your folks if you want me to. And absolutely. And I took your course last year. So it's an absolutely amazing course. Well, thank you. And I don't even know which one to start with. But okay, I'll just tell you one, because this, this kind of blows people's mind. If we were, if we were, um, if you were able to, to raise your hand out there in listening land, I would say, what is a more potent anti-aging strategy? Okay. Going to bed at 10 o'clock and sleeping until five, that's only seven hours of sleep, or going to bed at midnight and sleeping until nine, getting nine hours of sleep. All right. Well, most people would say, well, you get your beauty sleep nine hours. The answer is eh, seven hours. If you go to bed at 10 o'clock, like what? Well, that's because our bodies are still programmed according to our circadian rhythms. Our bodies are still programmed to start shutting down when the sun goes down. Cavemen didn't have electric lights that keep us going until midnight. So our circadian rhythms start gearing up to produce human growth hormones, HDGH, peak Human growth hormone occurs, production occurs at 10 o'clock. It reaches its peak at before midnight, and then it start dimin starts diminishing. So you get five times more human growth hormone, which is the hormone that keeps you young between the ages, the, the hours of 10 and 12, than even if you slept 10 hours beginning at midnight. So people say, oh, I can't go to bed at 10. Things just start at 10. Well, you don't have to do it every night. Do it as much as you can. And we promise you that you will wake up feeling clear, not like you got run over by a truck, and you will have more energy during the day. And um, that's just one thing that people don't realize. It's when you go to sleep, not how long you sleep that stimulates human growth hormone. So Deborah, um, because I took your class, I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> so how does the how does bad breath contribute to Alzheimer's? <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, when you have bad breath, it means that there is bacteria multiplying in your 
mouth and your oral cavity. Now, a lot of people know that when bacteria multiplies, um, if you don't have good oral hygiene, um, which means brushing several times a day, flossing at least every day, rinsing with a good natural mouthwash, not one with formaldehyde, not, sorry, no Listerine, none of, I can't remember the scope. Um, Formaldehyde is a carcinogen. No, because your mucosal membranes are very absorbent. So you go to the health food store, you get a good natural, like something with like tea tree oil that kills every known form of harmful bacteria on, on contact. Okay. You rinse out your mouth because if, multi, if your bacteria multiplies, it not only becomes tartar, tartar becomes plaque, plaque becomes calculus. And that's why you have gum disease and tooth decay, but also it gets into your bloodstream. And what happens is, is that when the bacteria gets into your bloodstream, you've heard that it can cause heart disease, but it could also get into your brain and it causes inflammation. And the worst culprit for the de degeneration of your brain is uh, inflammation. And, and your and inflammation is has been linked to dementia and Alzheimer's. So there are so many things that you can do to decrease um um, inflammation in your brain. One is good oral hygiene. All right. And another thing, just so that, you know, another thing that you could do to decrease brain inflammation, I bet you're going to ask me this next is please everybody stop eating white sugar. It is the number one culprit for brain inflammation. Don't complain to me if you don't know where you put your keys or why you walked into a room. If you're eating Dunkin' Donuts, Okay, that's your choice. That's your lifestyle choice. But what you want to know is that that white sugar and also carbs that turn into white sugar, like white pasta and white flour, you know, white bread, white rice, all of those things, they cause brain inflammation and brain inflammation does lead to um, memory loss and eventually dementia and Alzheimer's. By the way, the prediction is by scientists that 50% of adults um, when they hit the age of 85, 50% will have Alzheimer's. Please don't be one of those 50%. Just start instead date sugar, coconut sugar, stevia, monk fruit. All of those things are delicious substitutes, but not Truvia and Previa. Pruvia, whatever it's called. that's fake. Those are made by the PepsiCo company and the Coca-Cola company. I hope they're not your sponsors. But what you want is like some good organic, like sweet leaf stevia. They're just as delicious as sugar and it doesn't cause brain inflammation. Mm -hmm. If you want to make a cake, sweeten it with applesauce. My kids and grandkids, they don't even know the difference. I don't have grandkids. I'm sorry. My God, kids. <laughs> the reason I asked you about bad breath is I wasn't feeling well. And Georgianne happens to be a naturopathic practitioner. And one of the questions she was asking me is, do I have bad breath? And my initial reaction was, that's kind of personal, Georgianne. So now I know, now I understand the reason why she was asking. Yeah, because... <laughs> Am I right? Yes, I, yeah. I've been, I've, um, in 1981, I started a clinic. I've been working um, I, with the um, psychological, the spiritual, and the physical since 1981 and helping patients put the whole piece together for health and healing. Besides the mouth, I'm sure you know this, Deborah, because you know a lot, um, it's also the microbiome. Right. It's also your gut. That if you have bad breath, it's, it could be the mouth, but it's many times also the gut. 
And when you have that going on in the mouth, many times it can cause heart disease because the gums remain inflamed, like Deborah said, and the bacteria reaches all parts of the body. It's really right. quite serious. People have no idea. There was a patient that every time they would smile, their gums were very red. And I tried to explain to them that it looked like they had gingivitis. And they said, well, if I floss, it bleeds. Well, of course it bleeds because you have gingivitis. You have inflammation in bacteria. You need to make it bleed. And uh, I make a, I'm, um, I, I do aromatherapy. I make a great mouthwash to keep the gums strong. At the dentist, they call me baby gums. <laughs> we'll be right back. Silly. We'll be right back to A Journey Through with Awareness and Deborah Poneman. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to A Journey Through with Deborah Ponham in this evening. And I am sure, Georgianne, you have the most beautiful gums out of anybody that I know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. In my neighborhood, they say, here's baby gums. Here's I have a new name for you. It's Thank so you for funny. sharing that. It's fun. It's fun to keep it light. It's fun to laugh. <laughs> so, Deborah, we have so many questions for you, but in case we run out of time, we just want listeners to know how they can connect with you and more about your Ageless program and how to get your free ebooks. Okay. Well, thank you for asking. And um, 
You know, yes to success.com is um, where it's all happening. But if you want to get my ageless ebook where we talk a lot more about gum health, but so much more, even about how gum health is related to sexual dysfunction, but we go deep into it, but so much more in the ageless ebook, which is um, ancient and modern techniques for turning back the hands of time. Basically just go to yes to success.com forward slash ageless ebook. <laughs> now, Deborah, you creative. Deborah, you have a program coming up, don't you? I do. And you know what? If you get the ageless ebook, then we'll be able to tip it. You could also go to yes to success.com forward slash. I think it is maybe ageless webinar, probably. <laughs> we have a lot, but you know what? Just get the ageless ebook and then we'll tell you about the um, program and the and the free webinars. But in the meantime, um, yes, we actually have a program that's coming up this weekend. Remember, I told you that Ronnie, my friend from Harvard, and I uh, teach an, an ageless course that Judy, you took, and it's two days and it just happens to be this weekend, the 12th and the 13th. And we cover everything about how to remain ageless, everything from you know, things you would expect like sleep and exercise and diet and meditation. We teach breath practices. We teach um, self-massage because we lymph massage because that gets the toxins out of the body. But we also talk about these silent agers like 5G and um, EMFs. And um, it, there's it's so rich. It is just absolutely so rich. And what I don't want people to think is, oh, well, I know all about that. I promise you, if you don't learn something new, we will give you your money back. But the, just go ahead and get the Ageless ebook, and then you'll have a chance to um, opt in for our uh, free webinar and give you some information about our course that's coming up. But I have to say, I've been teaching courses now for well meditation and courses for almost 50 years. And I think this is one of the best things that most life changing courses that I've ever taught. So I'm very, very excited. So I hope some people take advantage of, uh, of it. This Deborah, coming weekend. It's, so, it's so wonderful to have someone out in the world giving this information because Oh my goodness, it's been around a very, very long time and people still don't know it. It's amazing. I'm so glad that you're doing this. I find it amazing that people still think that vegetable is uh, ketchup. <laughs> no, no criticism. I mean, we really need to get on board with this because you really are not only what you think and say, but what you eat. Yeah, it's and you know what, body. George? It like in in one of the things we teach, for example, like what is the type of exercise that is the most powerful uh, exercise modality for anti aging? And everybody always guesses yoga, and that is not right. the case. It, right. And because uh, it has to do with bringing oxygenation to the brain and, and right. blood flow to the brain. And it, it's really, it shocks people when we tell people yeah. yoga is good for other things, but it is not the number one. And, and the great thing about our course is that um, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Newman, our Harvard uh, researcher, 
everything we teach is verified by science. It's not Deborah and Ronnie's anti-aging course. It's Deborah and Ronnie's anti-aging course. Verified. This woman is a fanatic about her science. I'll make a statement. She'll go, where's, where is the uh, um, literature to back it up? I'm like, all right, I'll find the literature (laughs) to back it, which I find. But so everything is based on science. Yes. So Deborah, um, one of the things that I heard is that we could do all these wonderful things like eat, right, sleep, exercise. But if we worry, worrying and negative thoughts can negate a lot of the benefit of those things. Oh, that is so true. And you know, Judy, that is, that's my baby because I just watch people attract really um, attract negativity into their lives. And it breaks my heart because they have control over it. You know, one of the things I teach is the seven day mental diet. Mm -hmm. And I got that from Emmett Fox, who was one of a hundred years ago, almost in 1935, he wrote this pamphlet called the seven day mental diet. And he said, it will be more strenuous than because for seven days, you fast on negativity, you do a negativity fast. And he says, even more than fasting on food, it's going to be the hardest fast you've ever done, mm-hmm. but it will have the greatest mm-hmm. impact on your life of anything you've ever done. And I've been teaching it for 40 years since yeah. I started Yes to Success. And I have seen people that what I teach people is when you're about to say something like, I'm 60, I'll never find my soulmate, or I'll never get out of debt, or this world is going to hell in a handbasket, or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. You've got to catch yourself because and cancel it because your word is your wand. You heard, you saw my, my proof during my near death experience. And so you, the quality of your life, if it's happy, if it's sad, if it's full, if it's empty, if it's overflowing with love, if it's not overflowing with love, it's not your astro- astrological chart. It's not, you know, oh, well, my mother said I'd never be happy. Yes, all of those things do have an effect, but really it is in your hands and it can start with just making make statements about what you do want. And stop drawing to yourself what you don't Deborah, want. Deborah, do you agree that we first have to recognize and and become aware that we're even doing that? You know, most Absolutely. of the time people don't even have awareness that they're saying, Oh, I'm I'm sick. Not I feel sick, but I'm sick. By the way, Emmett Fox, read, I'm sure you have, Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. And Fantastic I'm telling you piece of literature. And and that's the point. The point is, is that all of these great masters, the Napoleon Hills, we've heard of Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. It's think and grow rich. And you know what the think is about? It's think about the vision of what you do want and don't think about the vision of what you don't want. When an obstacle comes up, it's not, oh, this is so terrible. My life is over. There's this obstacle. You know what Napoleon Hill says in Thinking Grow Rich. When an obstacle comes into his life, he says to it, well, hello, little fellow. I don't know what it is you come to teach me, but I'm going to learn it so well, you will not have to come back a second (laughs) time. Instead of, oh, no, it's the end of the world. And, and um, in our course, in our Ageless course, we have a whole section on mindset. And again, with Ronnie on board, we have to cite all of the research, and there is so much that says that our mindset actually has the power to shift our health. 
and to shift our happiness. And we have the research to prove it. One of the one of the most important things about what we're looking at tonight is that when we do this inner work and becoming more whole, we're doing it to become a better, fuller human being for all of humanity, for the collective consciousness, not just for ourselves, because that's why we're here. So that's a perfect segue to our last question for Deborah. So we can change the world one person at a time. So Deborah, right. share with us the hundredth monkey story. Well, the hundredth monkey, I'll, I'll do it a really short version. And the hundredth monkey is some scientists on, on an island. Yeah, they, they saw that these little monkeys would eat these sweet potatoes, but it, but it was horrible because they, you know, there was sand on the sweet potato. And this one little monkey figured out that they could wash off the sand. And then the sweet potato tasted really good. And then this little monkey taught another little monkey. And that little monkey taught another little monkey. And then the monkey taught their mom. And then the mom taught her friends. True story. The scientists observed this. And what happened was when the hundredth monkey was washing off the sand, spontaneously the little monkeys on the other side of the island and on other islands started washing their sweet potato and the analogy there is is that we think that we're helpless to change the world but when you start being positive when you start canceling negative thoughts when you start looking for the good when you start moving outside your your comfort zone you the ripple effect affects all of creation and how do you not know that your action is the hundredth monkey that's Amen. going to cause a shift Amen. in and all that's of creation. the whole purpose so not of just for you. <laughs> that's why we're here that's De- why we're here thank you deborah thank it's you been, judy it's been such a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show deborah thank you thank you thank you for joining us a journey through into awareness and we'll see you next week we're looking forward to sharing very interesting story life story of an incredible man. See you next week. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, Deborah. Nice. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. 
Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc do you love or are you intrigued about new york city and its neighborhoods i'm jeff goodman host of rediscovering new york a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 